I'm Chris Farrell from the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast, a wacky weekend morning show, part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out right now. Shows on the network are individually owned and the opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other awesome geeky shows over at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. Welcome to a live chat. I am SJ. That there is SP. I'm SP. What's going on in the world of SP this week? Well, there's a lot going on in the world of SP, but podcasting SP, well, there's a lot going on there too. And that's why we get together in these off weeks from the Better Podcasting main episodes is we like to just get together and talk about everything that's going on in the podcasting world. And there has been a ton just in the past week since we recorded the last numbered episode of Better Podcasting. And you know, one of my favorite things to happen is when you're in the middle of doing a show and then all of a sudden your co-host gets like big loud thunderstorms that you can actually hear on his microphone while he is recording in his basement in the middle of his three-story house. Yeah, that happened to us last night on the official Gonna Geek show. I still swear he was hungry and that was his stomach grumbling. (sighs) I wanted to actually briefly mention this. So last night while we were recording the official geek.com show, we get a message from our co-host over there, Chris Farrell. And Chris Farrell says, hey, I might get disconnected or something. I might have to go. We have a big thunderstorm coming in. And so then we're like, okay, cool. Let us know if you want to go now. It doesn't matter. Just let me know if you want to disconnect and, you know, we'll continue on. Um, And then all of a sudden he's in the middle of talking and you hear this big loud crash. It was insane how loud it was. Um, no exaggeration. It was, it was completely audible and he was in his basement. So we had a couple options of what we could do with that. We either could just ignore it and I could edit it out or we could comment with on it, make it a joke and roll with it. And that's what, uh, I chose to do with it for a couple of reasons. Number one, I thought it was fun because it was that loud. Uh, but the second thing was if he did have something happen and he had to go, then we have already set that up. If all of a sudden he drops out. We have set that up that he had to go because of the storm. So I, I made an on-the-fly decision. Uh, I've got that mostly edited now, and uh, I'm keeping that in. I liked it. Some might say that Stephen is making way too much of a deal out of this because, you know, he lives in the upper northwest, and they don't have a lot of thunderstorms there. They have a lot of storms, but may, not a lot of thunderstorms. So, like, earthquakes for us in the Midwest are like, ooh, earthquake, and... In the Pacific, they're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's the same thing with thunderstorms. It's like, oh my gosh, you had a thunderstorm. I don't know what's going to happen. And we're like, it's a thunderstorm. It happens. Unless you get the actual sirens and the warnings, you're pretty good. Now, I say that. However, we have, between Chris and I, thousands of dollars of really high-tuned audio equipment that was made by the cheapest bidder, probably in China. And if it's hit with any sort of power spike whatsoever, odds are it's going to pop a line or something internally. So we try not to go through those situations. I will tell you, even though I have surge protectors and I've got a UPS on all of my systems, if I know a storm's coming through like that, I usually power everything down because I just don't want to chance it. I don't want to have to rebuy anything and I don't want to go through the inconvenience of having to get something new and then rewire everything and 
try to troubleshoot exactly what's wrong or if it's multiple things wrong and that sort of thing. So I just power everything down if I can. And I know Chris would have preferred that, but he was okay to continue. So yeah, he podcasted through a thunderstorm. He did. But um, I just, I was, I was impressed with, with how well his microphone picked it up. It was a big noise, (gasps) Uh, but there was no echo because it was the dynamic microphone. Sorry. I think thunder by definition is echoing, but okay. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Okay, so you also had a Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast this past week. Uh, Anything crazy happen in that episode? Anything that you want? I had two two co-hosts on the podcast. I just didn't know. I didn't have Thunderstorm. Okay. Well, I just thought I'd set you up in case there's a really cool story that came out from that or editing it or something. Well, there was one thing in that Lawrence camera kept on going in and out and on the video, I've just learned to live with it because, you know, whatever. <laughs> but in the video, I've gotten pretty apt whenever her camera goes off, I will switch the scene mm. to something else. And that makes it an edit point that I can make. And it does make the video a little bit easier. But we're predominantly an audio podcast on Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., so I get a little bit lax on the video. This time, though, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I have no idea, by the way, what's going on with her drivers or camera or anything like that. I don't know if it's the camera itself, it's a C920, or if it's the USB ports. It, honestly, that's where I'm leaning towards. I think it's USB ports mm. on her computer, and she might need a new case. Uh, also, uh, you had mentioned to me that you were very, very, very excited about, um, the hashtag pod pressure coming back. Uh, it was being brought up in our discord server and I thought I would mention that at the top of the show here that hashtag pod pressure coming on back. SP is excited. So if somebody's doing something and, and you feel they should do something else uh, with their podcast, you should just put a little hashtag pod pressure on them. Well, funny enough, there was some pod pressure going on in one of the discords that I'm uh, in. And these are are lesser experienced hobby podcasters. I mean, these podcasters maybe have been podcasting for a year or so at the most. It is usually a couple of months. These could be COVID casters, basically. <laughs> so somebody set up this this Reddit or this uh, discord and they were commenting on trying to promote their podcasts on Reddit and basically one of them and i'm not gonna call call out who it was but one of them said yeah i'm gonna pretend i'm somebody else recommending my own podcast and yeah that way i can get to recommend my podcast on reddit so i stepped in and i I was like oh i have to say something here because that's kind of the bane of me and reddit is seeing some obvious points posts that are trying to recommend what's going on or recommend their podcast and it it's just a veiled attempt at promotion so i i just wrote this and i'm going to quote myself here if you don't mind steven you think that's okay if i quote Uh, myself i quote you a lot so you go ahead and quote yourself okay quote disingenuous promotion rarely reflects well on the show that is being promoted instead i would figure out who the core audience for your show is find where that audience is and start to engage in that community before you promote That way, when you do promote, it will come off as genuine and not a sneaky way to get a hyperlink in that no one will pay attention to anyway, unquote. I think that's the most important thing at the end. If you're promoting somewhere where nobody wants to see that hyperlink, where nobody's going to click on it, why are you promoting there? And 
podcast reddits are not the place to do that. There is one Reddit. It's it's literally called podcast with an S podcasts. And that is literally for listeners and they talk to each other, but they mainly talk to each other about big shows. They don't talk to each other about the small independents and stuff like that when they recommend. So nobody's going to care about your little independent show that has 20 downloads per episode or something like that. It's just it's not the right place for it. I hate slimy promotion of all things. I especially hate slimy promotion of podcasts. It's gross, gross. So they were trying to pod pressure each other to do that. And yeah. so I stepped in and I broke the chain of pod pressure. You put some hashtag pod pressure on them to stop. Is that what you're saying? Okay, let's go ahead and do that. <laughs> I don't even know if they know who I am or that I do better podcasting or anything like that. I don't promote a lot of our own show in there. I I just hang out in there and answer some questions when they come up. And when stuff like this, I'm like, yeah, I might not want to do that. So I got a couple of likes to the post there and, and I hope they didn't end up doing that. I think we know the answer to that. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think I dissuaded somebody, but I don't know if I dissuaded all of them. Um, okay, so one of the other things that you wanted to mention um, was the fact that uh, there is a new destination in town. It's making it the waves around different places again. We've seen this come up in a couple different places. And it's that Stargate Pioneer will actually transcribe your podcast and print it out and take it to the streets. I think that was no, the next, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. There are bots to do that now anyway. No. Uh, so there's actually a couple of new publishing destinations that you can do with various different things. We're going to talk about one today. We're going to talk about Amazon Music slash Audible. I know that several of the podcast hosting services now have an ability to post there. Now, I don't think as we're recording this on July 28th, 2020, that that destination is actually available. You can't go to Amazon and actually search through podcasts yet, but this is actually filling up their coffers so that there are podcasts in there when they actually open it up, kind of like what both Spotify and Pandora did. So this is not without precedence, whatever. However, I saw the announcement. I was like, okay, Stephen and I had had shown each other some parts of the announcements. We actually haven't talked about it beyond that, but we've shown each other some of the announcements. We know that multiple podcast media hosts are doing it. But I started seeing, and I've been busy at work, by the way, but a couple of actual other podcasters started posting, have you seen the terms of service? Now, Stephen, we've been down this road before, haven't we? Yes. Terms of service are terrible for anything. You should never sign up with for anything that has a terms of service agreement. Okay, that's not entirely true. <laughs> what I was referring to, remember the very early Stitcher terms of service where Stitcher came in and said, we own your content and yeah. you, yeah. So they eventually rewrote that. And there's been other terms of services along the way that they've had to rewrite because podcasters put pod pressure on the service. I think and Anchor was another that. big one. I think Anchor was with the terms of service. Yeah. Now, there are other things wrong with Anchor that we could go into. We're not going to do that right now. But anyway, here is a couple that I saw. This was in another Discord server that I was in, and some people were banting around. This was actually, and I'll call it out because there's a lot of audio uh, dramas in here. It's the Cast Junkie Discord server. So, hey there, guys. How you doing? I love all your shows in too bad I can't listen to all of them, but it's a really great server to be in if you have an audio drummer. Anyway, uh, some people started posting 
And one guy said, anybody else read through the content license agreement for Amazon Music that they want you to agree to before you submit your podcast to them? Not sure how it stacks up to some of the others out there, and I'm not a legal guru. But from what I understand, you aren't allowed to say anything bad about Amazon and their affiliates. I don't know what the definition of affiliate is here, but that's number one. Number two, you aren't allowed to have advertisements that, quote, disparage or are directed against Amazon, unquote. Uh, Okay. And then it goes on, and this is the other big one that everybody's having problems with. They can sue you for breaking any part of the agreement, and you have to pay their legal fees. So they sue you, and then they win, and then you have to pay their legal fees. That is in the terms of service. Wow. So a lot of people have had issues with that. Have you verified this or was this just from the Discord post? It it has been verified by other professional podcasters about podcasting. Okay. But have you? I have not personally. So we we should definitely make sure that we we say that right now is that we have not verified this. No, I have not read the terms of service. However, I've seen other stories online of other podcast news outlets and other podcasters about podcasting that have glommed on to these terms of service. So I'm going to, before we record next week's episode number 231 of the main Better Podcasting, I'm going to take a look at these and I'll say what I think. And what I'm thinking of between now and then is that there's going to be some news out um, about this. And if there isn't, uh, we'll say what our recommendations are for actually doing it or not. Uh, to my knowledge, Stephen, you have not signed up for Amazon Music on any of your shows. Is that correct? No, I haven't. Um, can't say I'm all that surprised about this uh, about this clause in here with the um, not saying anything bad about Amazon. Um, it's more closed than we've seen in the podcast community. However, as as a whole, I. I it's not surprising to me to see Amazon do this. Uh, it's not surprising, but the affiliates piece, that's yeah. what is the extension that nobody else does. Yeah. I'm not that surprised. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I know people are outraged and they probably have rights to be outraged. Uh, I, there's no, really no part of me that's surprised about the affiliates because you see that happen all the time with terms of service where they go X company and affiliates because... They want to make sure that they're covering their bases for any of those big money agreements that they have. So I, I'm not super surprised on that. Um, would it stop me from submitting? It might. It might. Um, am I outraged? I'm not outraged. Do well, I think that it needs a second look? Yeah, I do. Because there's a lot of podcasts that are based on the concept of reviews. And unfortunately, and the reality is Amazon does a lot of products now. They have a lot of products and those are going to be reviewed on podcasts. And you can't tell me, like, if you want to open up those doors to podcasters, there is podcasters that will be giving honest reviews about your product and they're not going to like it. There are some people who won't like that product. You can't appease everybody. So it does seem odd to me and it does seem a little counterproductive to what podcasting is but let's take this for example let's take the guinea geek show and we talk disparaging mm-hmm. about amazon prime day yep i i exactly that's what i mean is 
podcasts are opinions. A lot of them. A lot. Of the, obviously, there's more than just opinions. Um, there are storytelling podcasts and things like that, but a lot of podcasts are opinion based. And so when you have, it would be, it would almost be one thing if it was like just a podcast host that was coming out and saying that it would still be like, make you turn your head. It would still make you question it, but it would be a very, (laughs) a very narrow scope of, of where you would be censored. Like, Okay, let, let's say let's throw throw Libsyn. Let's say Libsyn went and put this in there. You can't you can't say anything bad about Libsyn. Okay, so then for us here, right? Like with better podcasting, obviously that could have an impact on us. But for shows that aren't talking podcasting about podcasting, they just can't talk bad about Libsyn. Libsyn isn't sitting there and selling voice assistants and selling uh, things to go in your cars, and uh, they have a whole sales plot, like you know. Amazon has a whole bunch of other things they do than podcasts or related to podcasts. And so to say to blanket statement that you can't say bad about Amazon is different because they have a very broad focus of what Amazon does. So like, I don't know. It is weird to me. Uh, again, I'm not surprised. I'm, I'm not. We do stream this show live on Thursday or Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific at www.geeks.live. If you want to ask us a question live and have any sort of discord back and forth, you can enter into our chat room at the geeks.live address, and you can ask us a question. We have several listeners in the chat right now, and they can go ahead and ask us any questions at any time, and we will respond to that. You know, you mentioned the Gunna Geek thing and you said Prime Day. Like, it's, it's worse than that because uh, here's another example. Chris Farrell has been keeping up on the latest things with earbuds. And one of the ones he talks about was the Amazon Echo Buds. And so if he hated them and he bought them and he hated them and he over on the Gunna Geek show, he's like, I hate these. I don't know what Amazon was thinking. They, they really dropped the ball here. Well, now, now I guess we're going to get kicked out of... Amazon Music, right? So it's it is odd, but I'm not surprised Amazon tried this. Or if you're uh, if you're like a tech podcast and you're talking about and and Kinda Geek kind of is, but then you're talking about Amazon tracking its employees in the warehouse and you're saying what an infringement of rights that is or something like that. That's disparaging against Amazon. There's a whole bunch of examples we can give here. I'm just pointing out that it is in the terms of service and. If you want to run the risk of getting kicked out, I mean, if you're never in there to begin with, it doesn't matter. But if you're in there and you build your entire audience off of that, which I doubt is going to happen right away, then that is going to hurt your podcasts in the long run. So you just have to be careful about what you're signing up for in these terms of service. And I have decided that I'm going to read the terms of service before I go ahead and sign up for anything new nowadays when it comes to podcasting because I want to protect the rights on my podcast. Originally, when I first started Starling Tribune and Voices of Defiance and Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., I was like, yeah, I want to be everywhere because I don't care. I just want my podcast out there. Now I'm a, I'm a little bit more picky. Like, I didn't sign up for Luminary. I, I didn't retract my show from Luminary when they automatically put it in there, but I didn't sign up for it because I didn't uh, read the terms of service yet. And then all of a sudden my show popped up. I don't know. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens here. I, I think there'll be a little hashtag pod pressure. 
Uh, you Liberty Dune in, oh. Liberty Dune in the chat has something to say about this. He says, uh, society enables such terms should not be a surprise. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. So he, he's basically saying, SP, why are you so worried? <laughs> um, you also wanted to mention that you were... <laughs> You are heartbroken, heartbroken that there is a cancellation. In fact, I had to call up Stargate Pioneer this past weekend. It was it was about 1130 at night, my time, which is like, you know, uh, 230 in the morning, his time. And I just knew I could feel that he was sobbing. And sure enough, I called him up and I called him up on the phone and he's like, Stephen, I can't sleep. And I'm so glad you called me. I need to talk about this. And uh, I was here for you, bud. I appreciate that you were there for me because, you know, this year has been so disparaging that I just couldn't take it anymore. And it was the announcement that came out that podcast movement 2020 was canceled. Now, they went to an all virtual event. I, I got to tell you, I'm not into the virtual events. I, I don't know why I, it, it's I, I think it's because I can go back at any time and I could see the presentations. But if nobody's talking about the presentations and whatever i have enough podcast what's the difference between a, a virtual event presentation and a podcast about podcasting what's the difference i have no answer i'm trying i'm trying to die <laughs> there, you know <laughs> there, there is no difference so why listen to this this spiel on a podcast conference virtual event versus listening to a podcast about the same sub i, I don't know. I anyway. know what it is one of them they sell you tickets <laughs> well, that's at, <laughs> um, unless it's behind a paywall, and I don't know. And I don't. I know podcast academies and and podcast, um, you know, instructional places. They have behind the scenes, behind the paywall stuff. But I don't know of any podcasts that have a paywall that are about podcasting. You know, like This American Life. You know, there's a paywall behind there. Um, so they give the latest, I believe it's the latest 10 episodes and then everything else is, is, is you have to pay for it. So, uh, okay. So podcast movement was canceled. They're doing a virtual event. It's literally the biggest podcast convention all year round. It's more of a podcast industry event and it's more for networking than it is for podcast information. In my opinion, that's just my opinion because everybody that comes out of these things, I'm, I'm wondering why did you go? What did you get out of it? And time and time again, the answer I get back is not, I heard the most incredible thing about podcasting there. It's always, I met so-and-so. I had a great time meeting so-and-so. I mm -hmm. actually met so-and-so face-to-face. That's what I hear from these. So, you know, if you're into that sort of thing and want to spend two to five grand, you know, go ahead, go to these podcast conferences. So anyway, it's canceled. Uh, they did say that next year it's going to be in Nashville. Uh, they are actually going to go ahead and do it in Nashville and... I, I, I'm just going to, you know, lay it out there. I, it's within driving range for me. So we'll see. Um, I think it's worth considering that many conventions are there to sell something like trade shows. Let's say trade shows. They're all there pitching. It is a trade show. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're all pitching, pitching a product and hoping that someone will buy that product or get behind that product. And, that's the same thing with a lot of these podcast conventions is they're there, people trying to hawk the same stuff, whether it's a service or a um a program or whatever it is, right? They're they're trying they're trying to hawk stuff that they can sell, and that's the nature of it. And so I think when you look at how 
that translates online, it's not, it's not always like, where does that go? Because usually you got a room full of people that you have their 20 minutes or their 45 minutes or whatever it is to sell them your message and their brand through a manner that's face to face that you're used to doing in person. That doesn't translate to a YouTube video because those people can one times it or two times it or say, Oh, I see what you're doing here. Let me get out a little, little more, um, a little less personal. So I think that it's not surprising because a lot of these podcast conventions are there to sell stuff. Now, it's different than like, say, an entertainment convention where they are, they're still selling a brand. They're still selling a television show. They're, they're selling hype, right? But, but they're entertaining you in the process. In the, exactly, because they're, they're sitting there and they're giving you uh, exclusive interviews about the upcoming season of whatever, or, you know, um, a, a look through the history of a television show or whatever it is, right? It's, it's different. So even those aren't doing well online. Those those pure entertainment panels. No, Comic Con, no. San Diego Comic Con, the biggest event in that industry yeah. was last weekend and it was virtual and there was hardly any news out of it because nobody cared. So I'm not surprised to see this this go. And uh and I don't fault them by by any means for canceling it. Again, I think that they have a very specific reason that they do these conventions. And if they can't do it, they can't do it. So why put something half arsed out there? Okay, so I did mention that it's in driving range next year, and we'll see. We'll see because of the social situation. We'll see yeah. because of money. We'll see uh, for a lot of reasons for me. I mean, it could just be a, a nice weekend for me to get out and and drive and, and get there. To Na- I've gone to Nashville before. My son used to play hockey tournaments in Nashville, so I, I've been there many times. Maybe the border will be open and I can come. Yeah, right. <laughs> and that's a big thing, too, right? I was thinking about that. Uh, some of the YouTube channels I watch... Uh, they get the, on the sailing, they have multinational crews and they can't get back together once they've separated and gone home. They can't get back together. So I'm thinking about this sort of stuff specifically for next year. I'm thinking, I think it's August of 2021. I think that's far enough in the future that it has a chance. I would say earlier than that, I, I would worry about things, but I want to qualify why I would even do it. It's because I want to see for myself that the only benefit of going is meeting so-and-so and having so-and-so meet you. I, I think that's the only reason to go. Yeah. And if that's the only reason to go, because you can get all this other information online now, there's plenty of Discord servers out there. There's plenty of podcasts out there. There's plenty of YouTube channels on podcasting out there. Google has their own series on it that I really question going to a professional gathering like this. I, I really do, because I just don't think it's that worth it and i want to prove it and the only way i can prove it is by going and that's what i i'm for the audio listener i'm pulling over my road pod mic right now because sp and i have in the past been willing to spend a few bucks here and there to confirm what we we believe is true and um you know, just get that firsthand experience as well so that we are speaking from a place of authenticity and the pod mic is one of the things that based off everything we had heard when it came out by the time we finally got our hands on it, we were like, yeah, I don't know that it's going to be exactly what it was or what the hype is. And I don't know how we're going to feel about it. And, and we, uh, we got our hands on it and it was, you know, there, there was a a few extra benefits than we had thought, but, um, I'm just saying like, 
SP going to a convention to get the experience to confirm it is not um, unheard of because we we have spent money before to verify something or or just see our our uh, our feelings. We've spent an awful lot of money. There's very few times where a company has actually let us play with something. We we make it a point to buy yeah. our own gear. So yeah, True. there's a lot of money that we've spent throughout the years in in uh, just testing out gear just to make sure we knew what it was like or software or plugins or, or whatever. So that's part of why we started Better Podcasting. We're like, well, we're doing this anyway for ourselves. We should. Yeah. Steven's petting his stream deck right now yeah, out there. So, yeah. Uh, Liberty Dude, again, in the chat, he said, don't the podcast conventions have panels with good information and the rest is a chance to network? That, uh, yeah. The yeah. feedback that we've gotten from hobby podcasters um, leads us both to believe that panels are not geared towards them. Um, we have had a, a lot of behind the scenes conversations with people that it doesn't seem to line up, line up with the hobby podcaster in that regards. Yeah. There was one guy who went last year, uh, not 2020 in 2019, he went last year and he was just starting out hobby podcaster and he absolutely went off the handle. He said, I can't believe I spent this much money to go. And he went down the line uh, point by point of why it was such a waste. And I was like, yeah, yeah, well, we talked about it on the show before. And, and so I guess we're talking about it now. The podcast movement was canceled. I believe that was the last major conference in 2020 that is canceled. I think everything else has already been canceled. I know she podcast was canceled and everything else. So yeah, it's uh, podcast can conferences are canceled for 2020. But hey, uh, if there is another in event that somehow you and I end up going together, I don't know if you noticed, but today I've debuted the Red Better Podcasting shirt. Brand new. I was going to mention that. Brand yeah, new. Because, so I'm sad you and I can, you know, we can get together and we can do one of those like total, um, I'll censor myself, uh, back to back shots where it's, is it now we're just facing each other, where it looks ultra, you know what? Uh, <laughs> uh, that, that would be terrible look. Terrible look. Oh, we need to have the microphones too. That's what it needs to be. Oh, yeah. The mic. Yeah. Oh, I, I see what you're saying for, for like a promo yeah. shot. Yeah, that, that'd be good with a couple of, oh, yeah. What kind of microphones do you want? I'm thinking a Sennheiser MD46. What do you think? Uh, obviously, it's a condenser microphone for a promo <laughs> shot and facing like the wrong Yeti? direction, too. Right? A Yeti. So, yeah, yeah. 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 Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, we do stream this live at www.geeks.live on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern and 5 p.m. Pacific. And you can enter in the chat room and ask us anything that you want to. Otherwise, we're just going to chat about our podcasting week. Can I talk about myself for a minute here? Can I? That's all you do anyway. Sounds good. Um, I need to shake up in my podcast routine. I, I, I came to this realization last week and I need to shake up my routine because I have let it slide so much that the official Gunna Geek show is getting further and further pushed back with the release because I'm not earlier in the week getting into the editing bay as soon as possible. So I feel like I need to shake it up. So I thought I thought I was going to go the extreme. And usually the way it works is, is we record the Gunna Geek show on Monday nights and then I edit it Thursday and try to get it out on the Friday. But it slipped in the last little while. So I thought last night I'd go with the extreme and I'd actually get it edited the night that we record it because I'm Pacific Coast. So we finish about 730 my time. And so I thought I would actually get the bulk of it done the day of and see how it is. And 
and see where it is. But I came to this realization last week that I need to I need to shake it up, try out some things and see where I feel is better for that show because I'm not doing it justice by letting it slide and being inconsistent with my release times. And we are a new show, so the earlier I can get it out, the better. There's something to be said for new shows. I think there's a level of of trade-off that you you should allow yourself to have a less polished show but faster release with a new show. So so I, I, I got to revisit this and get back to that balance. Or when you're actually recording and producing and preparing the show that you should make more of a commentary on it, more of an opinion piece or more of a researched piece about it so that you can let the release slip a couple of days and it still have meaning. I, th I think there is a trade-off there where if you're just going to talk about the news, you want to get it out as soon as possible. But if you're going to put some sort of analysis spin on it or research or something like that, and we do that a little bit on the Guinea Geek show, that it is okay to slip that a little bit. It's kind of ironic that we're talking about you editing Guinea Geek because last episode, I believe I talked about my editing process for Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the timeline I go through. Yeah. There. So I get it out as soon as I can, basically on Sundays and we record Thursday nights and that is is working not nonstop, but it's working every day on it before it's released. You in the past have well, we record on Monday and then you get it out, like you said, on Friday was your was your uh, tempo for it. Right. So until uh, I let it slide. Yes. Yeah. But but I, I also wanted to bring up why you let it slide. because You had some personal major projects going on. It's true, but that's really an excuse. Like, because maybe a week of that was allowable. Um, but, you know, when it happens more than once, like I've said it before, if you're finding something's happening over and over, then you might be making excuses. And, and I think that that's part of what I was doing there. So I, I was just thinking about this this past week and we'll see. We'll see. I might, I might right. try to bump that up even to an even quicker release. We'll see. See where we land. All right. We got a question from Liberty Dude, and he said, would a hobby podcast meet and greet circuit be receptive or blown off? And this is what I'm envisioning, and he can chime in here in, in case uh, I am misinterpreting. But I think what he's saying is that you have a core of hobby podcasters, like say you and me, for instance, and we'd go from like city to city or something like that. And we would just have meet and greets at, at different places, whether it's a hotel room, a bar, a um, an arcade somewhere like an old eighties arcade place some somewhere or a, a trivia place, something like that. Just sit down, meet and greet. I've done those in the past. I, I don't know if you have. No, I haven't. Okay. So I've done those in the past on both my show and other shows. And there is some benefit out of that, uh, for any audience to do that, just to go out and meet and greet. But as a hobby podcast, you got to ask yourself, is it worth the time and it's worth the effort and it's worth the money to go ahead and do that. Because it's travel, if it's all over the, let, let's just say it's North America. So Canada and the United States. And let's assume that the pandemic is not a, a consideration. You have to take into account if the time is worth it for you. Now, like for Stephen and I, it might be worth it just so the two of us could get together because we've never actually met each other face to face. We've never shaken each other's hands. We've never hugged each other. We've never punched each other. We, you know, that isn't the case. I de facto met Steven because I have met his brother in person. I've done that, but we haven't gotten together. So that might make sense. And that we just do it in a different city every year. But I, 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 uh, 
I don't know. I, I think that that might be a little bit too much for your standard hobby podcast. Stargate Pioneer has never seen me in person, but I have seen him in person. You're going to drop that bomb, huh? <laughs> no, um, I think it depends on the size of your, your show. Um, because, you, you know, I think if we go back to like the podcast that got you into podcasting, Galactic Water Cooler, they had a quite, yeah, okay. quite a core base. And I think that they absolutely could have done a meet and greet cir circuit and uh, had had it very, very successful. Well, they did that a little bit. So, but they you know, didn't. They, they didn't well, because they were all in one location. That's more of a destination thing. A circuit. No, 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 no. They traveled. So that's what I was going to say. They were mainly in Texas, and most of their yeah. meetups were in Texas. But they also went other places, like New York Comic Con, like uh, San Diego Comic Con. They went other places, and wherever they went, the local people could come out and meet them. It wasn't as big as their home meetup, but they did get to see a few people along the way. See, because when I think about like a meet and greet circuit, I think it's more like a, like a dedicated uh, uh, trip, right? Not, not like that. That's what I was thinking about it. Like when they had okay. their events in Texas, that was dedicated for that. But maybe I'm thinking of it differently, but I, I think it just depends on, on the level of your podcast. And, um, I, I think as well, your personal community. I think that's another thing that people sometimes underestimate. Like you might have several podcasts out there and one of them's a little more or a lot more popular than the others. You have this personal branding that there are people who are interested in you. So you might, you might be more pop. You like, you might say, okay, so let's say it was this show here. Everybody knows that SP has a big pull because he does the, Stargate Pioneer talks about all things SP podcast over there. And we have a, a smaller poll here. But if we were to go and we were to be like, hey, SP is going to do a, a little better podcasting circuit, people might still come over from that other podcast of his because they're SP. They like SP. Yeah, there is that. And there's also uh, the step forward, which is not a hobby podcast, but I'll, I'll just give this example out. And I'm not trying to be political. I'm just using it as an example of a traveling podcast. So Pod Save America, what they would do is they would actually go out to different locations and have a show in a theater and they would sell tickets and they would have a theater full of people or a coffee house full of people or whatever. And they would record their podcast and then that would be edited, produced and and thrown out on their RSS feed. You could do that as well, where you travel around and, and record your podcast in different places. I don't think that is a hobby podcast because a hobby podcast could not afford to do that. If no. you could afford to do that, you're independently wealthy. There's very few podcasters that are like that and that travel and do that sort of thing and get an audience. So I don't, I can't point to one actually, but Pod Save America was an actual paid, you know, full-time podcast. Uh, let's talk a little bit. Let's move on here. Um, in the discord, we had Damien, the DM post a little, uh, update about his L12 purchase. He made a custom riser for his L12 so that he could get it off of his desk and tucked away in a corner. And I realized that I think he tagged me while, while I was away asking me a question about the specs. And I just realized that now. So sorry, Damien, I think you had, um, I think you might have tagged me while I was on vacation, probably building my shed. So my apologies. 
uh, if that was the case. But we are uh, we're big advocates of risers for your equipment for a couple of reasons. Uh, one of which is that water accidents do happen. So it's always good to get your expensive equipment off of the yeah, desk. There was the big flood of 2015. There was the big desk flood of 2016. And come to think about it, the big desk flood of 2017 and 2018. Did we have a big flood of 2019? I can't remember one. I don't think we did. No. No, I think 2018 was the last one. Yeah. Well, no, okay. we shouldn't talk about that because we're going to jinx ourselves. But um, well, it is 2020 <laughs> yeah. now. I, I do think, though, that that it's worth getting your equipment off because you never know if that's going to happen. Um, and also, if if you do end up putting something under, like, like let's say it's on a gap, at least you allow some airflow around it, going, uh, around your equipment, which is always good. I have one of the, at work, I don't have one here, but at work I have one of those sit, stand-up desks where it converts your desk into that, and it's inherently a riser. I really like that setup. Uh, for the monitors, it brings the monitors up and uh, I'm able to stand up or whatever. And I would actually enjoy one here in the podcast studio. The desk, the way it's laid out, because I've got a desk from 1950 and a hutch behind it. It's not quite laid out for that. And I don't know. See, this is where it gets to. If I got a new piece of gear like the L12, I might consider doing something like that because I would like to have wraparound monitors kind of like what Damien did. And the only way I could do that is with a riser and then make sure you have airflow and fans and stuff like that. I can't go up too much, but you don't really need to go up too much to do that. So yes, that was great. And for those that want to see what he's done, you can go into the discord server, which you can find at betterpodcasting.com slash discord. And you can see his creative means as he went from bare plywood yeah. to actually finished stained on his desk. And you see, can see how cleaned up and cool it looks. I have two uh, custom pieces of, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, woodwork for, for my audio gear. I have, um, I want to replace those that I've got because they're basically a custom um, rack mount. So I want to replace those because I've kind of outgrown them and I want to make them a little bit taller, a little bit different. But then I, I got a couple more that I want to do. And one of is a uh, mixer riser as well and uh, the other ones for my computer so those are eventually going to happen we'll we'll see what what they are there's you never dismiss 3d printing when you got the 3d printer it could be a combination of wood and 3d who knows we'll find out yeah until i get new gear i'm stuck with this for you audio rack to my right here and and for those that haven't seen it you can go to my um my twitter header and you can see what my podcast setup looks like and you can see the for you audio rack on the side and it is it's custom made it's cherry wood and it, it's real wood and stuff I, I love it compliments the cherry desk but it does take up a lot of room over there so and then i have a custom riser for my zoom h6 that i made uh so and and there's actually a couple other small little custom things that i've done to the desk and the, more importantly the hutch because i'm not touching this desk and put in any sort of holes in it and that sort of thing. But yeah, once you've been podcasting for a while and you know what kind of layout that is beneficial to you and, and you've seen a lot of podcast desks and whatever, you can either spend $10,000 to have audio racks, spelled R-A-X, make it for you, or you can customize your own desk and you can make it look all sorts of cool all on your own. Do you think that once he put that L12 on the riser... Uh, it sang to him like, you raise me up so I can record a podcast. 
or something like that. I don't know. I was just curious. He, he was probably singing something like that on his <laughs> own because, I mean, think about it. He just jumped up from an H6 to an L12 and he's got that great setup and everything. I, I'm jealous. I, I'll say yeah. it. Uh, he says there will be a blog post at some point, and also um, he utilized the previous monitor risers that he was already using, took the feet off of those, and bought a third to have enough legs for the whole span. So there you go. Uh, I like custom stuff. I do. And I have, like I said, I have a couple projects that I got to do as well, and uh, those will be in the hopper eventually. Uh, or those are in the hopper for eventually, I guess. Right. Uh, I also asked people over on Twitter, let's total change of subject. I said, what has been your biggest challenge that you faced during your podcast endeavors this week? And we had uh, Matt Angelou say, unusable audio. It was either one-sided conversation because my guest's audio track was too low and the noise gate cut off 70% of their voice, or I have a loud, annoying, shrieking hum. Decided to take a, we'll be back after this approach and skip a week. Can't always get lucky and salvage the audio. Uh, we did for your show, SP, but I uh, can't always salvage it. Well, we did for my show this year, but there's been shows in the past. I don't know if you remember. I've asked you to try to make audio better. Yeah. And this was when I was very young in my editing skills. And, and you're still better at editing than me. I mean, I'm pretty good, but you are better. And there was a time four or five years ago when I'm like, could you help me out? And you must have been looking at that going, I'll try, yeah. but no. It's true. Uh, we also had, oh, that's um, for the video viewer. Sorry, that was wrong screen. That was, I had SP on the screen there. I had another response to that as well. Um and say uh, it was Luke who's talking and they said thinking of content for next week's episode. That is tough. Con determining what content you're going to have. Uh, it's always good if you can have a few episode out idea, but uh, speaking from experience, that's not always easy. So on the Guinea Geek Show, it's relatively easy because there's usually some sort of news point out there that we can speak to at in some way, shape, manner, or form that's in our interest that's still tech-related, usually there's something space that I can talk to. I will say in the past year, there's been a couple of weeks where there's been nothing. And either I go back and talk about something that we skipped a couple of weeks ago just because I can only have one or two stories a week, or I have gone a completely different route and talked about some other tech thing that I want to talk about. So with Gonna Geek, it's easy. Even though I just said a couple of issues, it's still easy. With Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., it's easy. We decide what we're viewing for the week, and that's in advance, and we view it, and then we talk about it. If there's Marvel news for the week, we talk about that. If there's feedback during the week, we talk about that. It's ready-made content. With better podcasting, there are some weeks where both of us are going, and we do, we have a list of topics to talk about. But there's every once in a while, we take a look at that long list of, I don't know, 20, 30 topics. And we're like, I'm not feeling anything in there this week. I mean, I might have been at one point, but I, I'm just not feeling it. So then we go through the sometimes it's 48 hours <laughs> before the show and us going, hey, I don't know. It's true. It's totally true. And um, yeah, we're pretty good, though, with throwing stuff back and forth till one or both of us are very passionate about a topic. So. 
So we're lucky in that regard that yeah. uh, we've built there's that relationship two. and there's two of us, right? But yeah, especially if you're in a situation where you are either solo podcasting or you're basically taking the solo lead on getting all of the content together, that can be really tough. It can be super tough. It can. So great uh, questions this week. You had so one other thing you wanted to mention, right? I did. Uh, so Podchaser came out and there's this thing and we haven't really talked about it on the podcast for a variety of reasons. One of which is I don't know if it's directly applicable towards hobby podcasters. And that is the Podcast Academy. I mean, they're trying to professionalize the podcast space, which honestly, as you get more and more professional podcasters, you're going to need some something like that, some sort of guild or some sort of academy. And, and I, I get why. I also think that you have to be very careful because unlike other industries, there is a rampant independent, a rampant hobbyist market out there. Uh, let's take film, for instance. Yes, there is the big budget films. There's There are independent films and there are independent film festivals for that. But for the most part, people are going to be watching the big screen movies and they're just going to be going to their local movie house every week and, and and watching these big things with podcasts it's different yes you have the big shows but you have literally hundreds of thousands of independents and and hobby podcasts out there so they started this thing called the podcast academy it was announced earlier this year at an industry version of podcast movement and there was a lot of pushback I, did we talk about it on the main show steven i'm trying to remember way back in january and february if we um, talked about might it have. there is we might have talked about the controversy behind it yeah so there we try not to get too much into the podcast industry unless it affects the hobby podcaster over on the main show anyway so there was this podcast academy that came out there's some controversy of it they'd done a little bit of revamping with it and then they opened it up for any everybody one of the things that was a prerequisite of joining, uh, first of all, it's a hundred, usually $100. They put that down to $50 for the first year. Just try to help get it off the ground. So if you do join and you want to continue in it, it's going to be money every year for you. And you also need uh, different things. I haven't gone through the entire application process, but I do know they required two references at one point. Well, what has happened is Podchaser made a deal with Podcast Academy and said you could use your Podchaser profile as a proof of what you do in podcasting. So that's interesting. It's interesting in a lot of ways. It's interesting that they're taking Podchaser as the de facto, this is what you've done in the industry, kind of like INBB over in the film in TV industry. And it's also interesting that the Podcast Academy is saying, we will take your profile in lieu of references. So that kind of opens the door to a lot of people. And I don't know, I might go through the process. I wasn't going to do it, but I might go through the process just to see if they will take Stargate Pioneer. Now, for those of you that don't know, Stargate Pioneer is not my real name. It is not my legal name. Shocking. I know. Go figure. But I'm wondering if they will take that stage name, even though it is obviously fake in um membership in the podcast academy i might try to do it for that reason so we'll see uh you, just on the note of Podchaser, i gotta say Podchaser is is a site or a company that has done a lot better than i thought they were uh when they came when they first came out i questioned whether they would be able to keep up 
whether they would keep the functionality uh, de development coming. And they, they seem to be doing a good job of continually, continuously adding features. And I was just thinking about this this past week. They've made a lot of improvements, and I've been pretty happy with where they ended up. So I don't know if you want a bio about your podcast history, uh, check out Podchaser. Podchaser is a, a, they're a good site uh, for that purpose. Yeah, there's some drawbacks to it, but for the most part, it's it's been pretty neat to have it up there, and they will actually surprise you. Once you put your podcast in there, it will actually surprise you sometimes, and who's been on your show, because there's been a couple of people that have been on my show, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., that I totally forgot about, and I'm like, no, they weren't on the show. Oh, yeah, they were, and, <laughs> and there's some circumstances around it, but I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. But that's going to take us towards the end of the uh, episode 13 of the Better Podcasting live chat. If you didn't know this, uh, we do a other show called the Better Podcasting Podcast. That's where we have a more uh, a structured approach to talking about podcasting. So check that out at betterpodcasting.com, as well as all the other awesome stuff there, including an upcoming video from Mr. Pioneer. Yes, I am working. I was working on the video actually right before we recorded this. So hopefully by the time you're listening or watching to this, that that video will be out. It is a new gear video, which you can find at the betterpodcasting.com website. Also, as a reminder, I know I've said it a couple of times, but I'll say it again. We do record this live 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on Tuesdays. You can find us at geeks.live. There is a live chat. You can come and join us as several of our listeners have what the Muffin Liberty Dude, Suncast, Johnny Pennington, and others. And you can actually ask us qu some questions. So Liberty Dude asked us some questions today. We look forward to your questions in two weeks. So on that note, for episode 13 of Better Podcasting Live Chat, I'm Stephen John Drew saying, yeah, I have a better podcasting shirt now. It only took like three years after I sent SP his. And I'm SP saying, I need a new one. This thing's getting kind of wrinkly. Let's <laughs> let's get a new one, all right? Hot pink? Bye. See you guys two weeks. Bye. Thanks for checking out another episode of Better Podcasting. You can find the full back catalog of Better Podcasting at betterpodcasting.com. If you're into geeky podcasts, please check out the other podcasts on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageeknetwork.com. This show was produced and edited by Stephen John Drew of Gunna Geek Productions. Voice work was done by L.W. Salinas. Thanks again for listening or watching, and we hope to see you again next week.